Hello, and welcome to the Honest Politics Podcast. My name is Alex Gamsik, and I am the founder of Honest Politics, LLC. My company does high-level political consulting, but not for politicians. My services are for everyday Americans just like you and me. So let's get started by doing a quick podcast. This is right after uh, news outlets have started calling that Sanders will win the New Hampshire primary. Against my prediction, I know I predicted that Buttigieg would win, and I was taking the longer odds on that bet and lost. But what happened was that Sanders won a lot of the state, especially the more urban or the more college towny areas. Um, and the big story of the night, you know, like Bernie and Buttigieg were not far off of their polling, but the Warren. Biden and Klobuchar dynamic is actually more newsworthy and also Michael Bennett and Andrew Yang both dropped out so a lot of news was made tonight depending which candidate you care about you will focus on different aspects of it if you're a Republican it might uh, further emphasize that this is a chaotic primary and things are still fluid people are there's still a ton of candidates no one really has co like the progressive wing has not coalesced around Bernie completely yet. The uh, center left lane is completely muddled with Biden, Klobuchar, and Pete all splitting the vote, including some lower tier candidates. So as a Republican, you see this as a chaotic election where nobody can even reach thirty percent. That's how undecided these people are. Now, if you're a Bernie supporter, the downside is that. Turnout was not significantly high enough for you to prove your argument that major turnout is what's going to defeat Trump in 2020 in November. Um, If you're Pete, the polls basically projected your win today. Maybe you got one or two points higher due to the Biden collapse, but you're still in a solid second place. You're still doing well. The problem is does finishing just as expected carry you through momentum to Nevada and South Carolina and Super Tuesday? I don't know, because more than just doing well, absolutely, you're supposed to do well relatively, relatively to expectations. And by placing at expectations, Bernie and Buttigieg, of course, will get a bump for basically coming in first and second, but it might not be as large as if they had outperformed their polls, whereas Klobuchar certainly outperformed her polls. People are saying the debate was the catalyst, and I tend to agree that a decent, like, kind of decent performance in Iowa, and then the debate performance, Klobuchar is kind of surging at the moment. And since she has basically one maybe less percent minority support and you know we'll see how it goes for her in Nevada and South Carolina um but this momentum could carry her to do well in those states and if she keeps dividing the moderate lane the center left part of the party Where does that leave them when Bernie Sanders is out here running away with states after state? So what we have now is 
Warren and Biden in an embarrassing position because both of them underperformed their polls. Both of them did worse than expected. It's bad when you see Klobuchar around 20%, Bernie and Pete around 25%, and Warren and Biden both lower than 10%. That's less than half of Klobuchar, who very few people even know who she is, Almost nobody's heard of her before this race even started. And you're polling less than half. I mean, you did less than half of what she did in New Hampshire, especially for Warren, because they were making such a big deal in the media about New Hampshire and Massachusetts sharing a border. And yet Pete and Biden were the, I mean, Pete and Bernie were the ones running up the polls on the border of Massachusetts, where Elizabeth Warren is literally a sitting senator. So this is very damaging to the Warren and the Biden campaigns. And I would expect a worse, a bad showing in Nevada as well. This might be the end of the campaign, at least for Biden. He's already flown to South Carolina. He's not even going to Nevada, which is next. He's going to South Carolina. He sees the African-American vote as his last final um, backdrop that's been kind of his electability argument this entire time is that he has the African-American vote and that'll make him win the nomination. But honestly, at this point, can you even make a general election argument if you keep losing? You came in fourth place and fifth place. He, his campaign's in real trouble and they don't have a lot of money. He doesn't have the endorsement of the guy he was vice president for. I mean... Biden's campaign is not going to last. It might last a day or two past Super Tuesday, but I think Super Tuesday will be the final dozen nails in the coffin for uh, Joe Biden's campaign. Now you have Pete Buttigieg. I mean, we talked about him already, but I can see all of these candidates, possibly with the exception of Elizabeth Warren, making it to Super Tuesday. They probably all want to make it to Super Tuesday just to save face or, you know, keep their dignity. If someone's really polling bad nationwide, then they might not do Super Tuesday, but, you know, I could see Pete, Warren, Klobuchar, Biden dropping out after Super Tuesday, or some mix of them, depending how it goes. Um, and Andrew Yang dropped out. I mean, his campaign was very heavy online and if you're online on twitter on reddit on these platforms you would have thought that bernie would be completely dominating this entire race and that andrew yang is in a firm second and everyone else is pretty far behind but this proves that internet is not real life and no matter even if you have a hundred hundred fifty thousand people on your subreddit if you have millions of people on twitter following you and, you know, every post by Buttigieg has thousands of angry comments, or if Warren makes a slip up, you have thousands of Bernie supporters attacking. Those thousands of supporters are spread amongst the 50 states, and they're probably highly concentrated in urban areas in already liberal states. So the internet is a hyper concentration of the far left of the party 
as a whole. Obviously, there's pockets of Pete and Warren supporters and so on and so forth, but the internet is mostly Sanders-Yang territory. I'm speaking, of course, in broad terms, but um, the fact that Andrew Yang had to drop out because he received less than 5%, less than 3% in these first two states shows that the internet is not a great guide to actual votes. You can do really well on the internet and horribly on the actual campaign trail when people with busy lives, average everyday Americans, who mostly care about their families and their own situations, actually have to get up and pull a lever to see who they want to vote for, it's not going to be the same people who are sitting on Twitter spending hours replying to people. Now, Michael Bennett also dropped out. He had a 100% New Hampshire kind of um, bet that if he just put everything he had into New Hampshire, he would somehow make a comeback. And he was actually polling worse than every other major candidate. So, I mean, even if you look on TV, he wasn't included in these, um, in these numbers of the results coming in. So obviously he dropped out. Now that the field is actually winnowing, that the field is actually getting smaller, We'll see who stands. We still have quite a few major candidates. The top five are definitely splitting the votes among themselves. You have three center-left candidates splitting the vote, and you have two progressives splitting the vote. And I know people on TV are saying, you know, people might not look at these lanes as hard and fast, but... I do know the Sanders supporters are mostly completely locked in and perhaps the others are a little more fluid. So we'll see how it goes. But I wanted to record this real quick just to let you know uh, how the race is going. You can look forward to a Nevada podcast. You can look forward to my rate cut for services. And you can look forward to hopefully another academic article coming out. You know, most of my research lately is personal research on Teddy Roosevelt and special children's services for children with developmental disabilities under five, but those are more personal projects and stuff for the business. Of course, you can hire me to look over academic articles, use academic articles to come to a consensus on any kind of issue you care about, like immigration, climate change, or I've done one on gun violence basically already as a self-defense, uh, guns as self-defense. So thank you once again for listening to this unedited podcast. Yes, unedited, which also means I'm not monetizing these, so these are a treat uh, without advertisements. Anyway, we had an interesting, uh, we had an interesting run of it with this election. I was kind of right with my prediction. Um, I was right that Biden came in last, but the rest of the order got kind of scrambled. So I hope you have a great rest of the day, great rest of the week. You can always contact me with further questions. You can find me easily on social media. Just search Honest Politics LLC. And I hope you have a great uh, rest of the week as we keep discovering more of the stories behind the statistics.